Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. What is this? What are we doing? What in God's name are we doing? What? Our lives! What, what kind of lives are these? We're like children. We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. It's the nightcap. Are we going to be sitting here when we're 60 like two idiots? We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. We're pathetic. You oh. know that? No, like I don't know that I'm pathetic. On WGR Sports Radio 550. So then you asked yourselves, isn't there something more to life? Yes. Yeah, well, let me clue you in on something. There isn't. Kind of makes sense. We're just cycling back around here. Hockey season's about to get going. I'm thinking about the Sabres a lot today. Training camp means players are back, which means the players are speaking, which means, if you missed it, we got a bunch of sound on demand at WGR550.com that you can go and check out. Darlene, Eichel, Ristolainen, Kruger. You know. The hits. You can find that on the app, too, in the radio.com app. Um, football to get to. I got an only an hour here before we get you to Buccaneers and Panthers. A battle of two struggling quarterbacks that are trying to, I would say, hold down their place on their current teams. ESPN. I got the uh, ESPN Sports Center, you know, on in here in the background. And they put on a couple of stats here that Jameis Winston, before I get to Winston's, fine, Winston. Winston has lost 12 road games in a row. 12 road games in a row Jameis Winston has lost. And he's won six of his last 23 starts. Pretty bad. And he's been a very reckless quarterback in his few years. Turnover happy. Not really getting the job done. He's got a year left on his contract. Who knows what's going to happen there? Cam Newton, a little more solidified. He had that one year where he took him to the Super Bowl. He's had better years than Jameis Winston has had. He has lost seven starts in a row. Seven losses in a row. Remember Carolina at the beginning of last season? They started great. Did they start 5-1? and one? And then they just rattled off a bunch of L's in a row and ended up missing the playoffs. Cam was injured. This year, who knows? He doesn't look 100% healthy to me. They're not using him as a runner like they used to. And I'm looking at Cam Newton. I'm looking at his stats. I'm looking at that stat in particular that he's lost seven in a row. I'm looking at how his completion percentage has gone up, how he's really only always been a low-yardage passing quarterback. Really, what has Cam Newton been? Because this is important. He is... Is he even 30 yet? He is the guy Allen is compared to more than anybody. And I think that's fair because I do it. I think it's a fair comparison. Their strengths are similar. Their size. Their arm strength. Their athleticism. Their weaknesses are similar. Mechanics. Accuracy. Overthrowing your guys. 
maybe running a little too much, relying too much on your running ability. And look what's happened to Cam Newton. With the athleticism dwindling, mostly because he's been injured. I'm not sure. If he was completely healthy, I think he would still be as big a threat to run the ball at quarterback that you have in the league. But he's not. He's not completely healthy, and that counts. Look what he is without the rushing. Look what Cam Newton is. His team can't win a game. Because when he has to drop back and throw the ball 35, 40 times in a game, the Panthers are often going to lose that game. Even think about the one year that they were tremendous. 2015. They go 15-1. and When I... Looked that up to see what they were that year. I know they made the Super Bowl. I had forgotten they went 15-1. and Incredible season. He didn't throw the ball 500 times in that year. That's not a lot. That's not a high benchmark. He averaged 239 yards per game. Not a big number. But if you count the rushing, then that really starts to inflate things. You look at his rushing, and suddenly you're looking at another 636 yards on the ground. Tremendous. Ten touchdowns rushing in a season for Cam Newton that year. Unbelievable. And you see what the peak could be for Josh Allen. 2015 Cam Newton can absolutely be the peak for Josh Allen. I would even want to say Allen's ceiling might be higher just in the fact that I don't know. Allen strikes me. I don't know this to be true. To be true, I'm kind of all over the place with Allen right now, and I should think I should be. I think most people should be. He's given you reason to be optimistic, but you have to always remember what his issues are, and remember that if he doesn't fix them, he's not going to be a franchise quarterback. The accuracy, the mechanics, that stuff, the consistency, that all all of that needs to be worked on still. But he does strike me as a quarterback where if he hits a ceiling, I don't think it has to be like what Cam Newton's been. Cam Newton can't really throw you out of a game, it seems. He can't win you a game on his arm. Now, he can win you a game with the rushing included, but Allen, I don't know. I I think I'd want to hope still that he's a good enough passer where what happened against the Jets last week can happen, where he has to throw the ball 40 times and... Game script, the whole way is you're losing the game, and I can still win. I want that to be the case. Newton is very good, don't get me wrong. He's a franchise quarterback, I think. But he's on the lower end of it. And I want Allen to be better than that. So, maybe my expectations are too high for Josh Allen. There was a lot of conversation coming into the season. Hey, would you take Mitch Trubisky's second year for Josh Allen? And a lot of people said yes to that. A lot of people said yes to that. I was not one of them. I wanted better than Mitch Trubisky. If I wanted a Mitch Trubisky year out of Josh Allen, I would have drafted Josh Rosen. I would have drafted the guy that, hey, I know he's been bad in his first two years, but the guy has gotten no help. I think if he had been on a half-decent team, he's going to be pretty good for you. Is he going to be amazing? Probably not. He might not have that same... Home run ability. The draft pick itself that Allen does. If you wanted just Mitch Trubisky, why didn't you draft why didn't you draft Josh Rosen? You drafted Allen because you want something more than that. You drafted Allen with 
some inherited risk in what he could be. Because at the time, all you had on him was what he did in college. And he was not good in college. You took a big risk there. And why'd you take that risk? Because of his athleticism. Because of his arm. And because his tools present something greater than just a Mitch Trubisky. Which even last year was a glorified game manager. In that offense, on that team, he was only asked to be a certain amount of good. He was only asked to be pretty good. Rarely was Mitch Trubisky having to throw them out of games. And Allen's already done that once this season. So I'd say he's off to a good start, but that was part of my thinking. I don't want him to have to just be Mitch Trubisky. In the same way here, now looking on the long term, I think I should want something more than Cam Newton even. Now, if you asked me, would I take Cam Newton? I'm going to say yes, but that's not what I'm asking. What do I want? And of course I want him to be Mahomes, but I don't think it's realistic. Within the scope of what's realistic, I think I should want Josh Allen to be a better quarterback, present more as a complete quarterback than what Cam Newton has been. As we now see as he turns 30 years old this season. You take the running away, and he is at best an average quarterback in the NFL. And I want something more for the guy, for the kid the Bills are starting right now. Newton... We'll see what he does tonight. I think he's going to light it up. I traded for him in a fantasy league a couple of weeks ago, uh, actually from Jeremy White, and I'm a little bit regretting that right now because uh, it's a dynasty, and who knows what's going to happen with Cam. I mean, if the if the if the running doesn't come back, then and as a, as a fantasy option, he's not great, and the Panthers aren't getting what they would want either. The last three years, what's interesting with Newton is. His rushing, as his rushing has dwindled in the past three seasons, so has the Panthers' success. His last three years. So before I even give you his last three years, what I should do is look at his first five. Over 100 carries, all five of his first five seasons. Two, three seasons over 125 carries. Every season over 500 rushing yards. Every season over five rushing touchdowns. Every season averaging seven yards a carry or more. All of them. He was as effective as a running quarterback that we've ever seen, maybe other than Michael Vick. Since then, and and by the way, the Panthers in those first five years, they had that Super Bowl year. They had a division winning year. Whereas the last three years, you got two six and eight seasons. Where he was ineffective as a runner. Now there's one year sandwiched in between where he went back to the rushing. 2017, Cam Newton, there it is. Career high in rushing yards, 754. Six rushing touchdowns, 140 carries. It's a lot. But when you look at the other two seasons where they didn't ask him to run a whole lot, both seasons he dealt with a little bit of injuries. That first one, 2016. In the last three years, there's been two seasons that Cam Newton has not run the ball a whole lot. The first one was 2016. Only 90 carries. The first time in his career that he ran for under 100 yards, or 100 carries. Under 400 rushing yards. First time he did that. He had 500 every year before that, at least. Five rushing touchdowns is still a pretty good mark for a quarterback, but 
tied his career low at the time. What were the Panthers? Six and eight. With him. He was six and eight as a quarterback. Fast forward two years later to last season, 2018. Barely cracks 100 carries. 101. Second lowest of his career. Second lowest benchmark of his career. Under 500 yards. Only the second other time that he's done that. 488. Four rushing touchdowns. A career low. What were the Panthers? With Cam Newton as their quarterback, they were 6-8. and eight. There's a trend there. As of late, the last three years especially, the Panthers go, they are either going to win with or they're going to sink with Cam Newton's ability to run. And even though I appreciate the Josh Allen through however many starts, 12 starts so far in the NFL, has shown the ability to be one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. I truly appreciate that. That was one of the things I always like to defend with Tyrod Taylor. People always like to bring up his statistics. Oh, he's never got 300 yards. Well, he doesn't get 300 yards if you throw out the rushing, and that counts. And it counts for Allen, too, and it counts for Cam Newton, too. But you want another layer of the game. And I don't think Cam has it. So maybe this is only, this is a lot of me not liking Cam Newton maybe as much as the next guy. But a big part of me looks at what Cam Newton is and says, man, I would really like to see our guy who's compared to him a lot be a certain amount better than what that is. I want him to be able to throw you, to win you a game on his arm alone. I want him to be able to come back from a 20-point deficit if he has to. I want him to be able to throw the ball 500 yards. I want him to be able to throw the ball 50 times in a game and not get not have it be because I've been trailing all day. And that is not what Cam Newton is. I don't even, don't even think I should have to compare him to Jameis Winston. Uh, I mean, he's playing tonight too. What is Jameis Winston at this point? I mean, if Josh Allen is Jameis Winston, then I think something's went horribly wrong. Winston, man, he is. What has happened to him? How do you never fix the turnover issue? He still... He looks exactly like he did as a rookie. He makes the same errors. And I'd be pulling my hair out if I had this job talking in Tampa Bay right now about Jameis Winston. The fact that he'd still be there. It's the same thing year after year. Turnovers, inaccuracy, and some padded stats because the team's been bad. Brutal. Last last week, if you missed it, he throws a ball against the 49ers while the game is still within reach. The screen pass is clearly not there. The running back has kind of gotten lost in the offensive line. Winston's staring at it, and I don't know if it's his instinct or his gut or whatever. He decides to throw the screen pass anyway to nobody. The only person standing there is a 49ers cornerback. That's just a guy that doesn't think when he's on the field. And if the Buccaneers are going to go forward with him, I think they're nuts. I don't think they're going to much longer. I think this is the year. This is it. It was already a make it or break it year for him. And I just have, have you seen anything in four years? If you've watched the Buccaneers, have you seen anything in four years that makes you think that he's just going to suddenly show up and be great this year? One weekend? No. I can tell you that. 
Double-digit picks every year of his career. I'm looking at it right now for Jameis Winston. A 21-34 and 34 record. As ESPN uh, put up on their screen uh, about 10, 15 minutes ago, as I mentioned before, he's lost 12 road games in a row. They're going to be bad. I think there are three teams right now in the league that I can definitively say are going to be really bad, and that is Miami, it is the Giants, and it is the Buccaneers. I, I don't. I like their offense enough because of Bruce Arians, but Winston's going to hold it back, in my opinion. They don't have a good running back stable. Their offensive line is questionable, and their defense is questionable. They don't have a lot. They got some good receivers. <laughs> that's not enough. I like their coach, and I like their receivers. That is not enough. So that's the game that's on tonight, and uh, considering that both teams lost and that both teams are in the same division as the Saints and the Falcons, then uh, I think you're going to start to think about the loser tonight as being a team that you're not going to be thinking about being a playoff team in the uh, NFC. And I think that'll probably be the Buccaneers. I would certainly pick uh, Carolina if I had to tonight, which I do have to. I mean, uh, Paul Hamilton's got his pick'em here at the station, his his pick'em group on ESPN, and I will be I will be picking the Carolina Panthers for sure. Eight zero three zero five fifty is the phone number. What do you think of my Josh Allen Cam Newton comparison here? I, I hesitate to say would you take Josh Allen being Cam Newton because I think that's a given, right? But in the scope of reality, I think he can be better, and I think I want him to be better. 803 is the phone number. I'll get into a little bit of hockey, too, uh, before we get out of here because of Ristolainen speaking today. In fact, we'll play a little of that back for you so you can hear how he sounded. Uh, the Sabres reported the training camp. Give us a call in the next five minutes. We'll get you right on here. On the nightcap, Jody Biasi here on WGR. Obviously, he's you know, had a Hall of Fame career, um, one of the greatest to ever suit up. You know, I, I met him at the Manning Passing Academy a few years ago, and you know, he's just a great guy off the T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Somebody that young quarterbacks can look up to and just as far as how you model yourself as an NFL quarterback, you know, he's super respected around the league. That's for a reason. You know, he's played at a high level for such a long time, so it'll be fun to kind of match up against him. Oh, uh, Josh, no. That's that's Josh Allen. I hope he doesn't mean it. I hope he doesn't mean it. Eli stinks. He's terrible and he's been terrible for years oh i can't watch them anymore they are on and it's actually i can you know what i can because i have some friends that are giants fans and i love texting them every it's it's amazing to me he's still their starting quarterback the bills get the giants this week and maybe part of this is my it's not really hate but it's my uh the way I think of Eli Manning at this point in his career, man, the Bills better win this game on Sunday. They should totally win this game. The Giants are not good at all. They just got smoked by the Cowboys through the air, and the Cowboys are built to run the football. So I know the Cowboys are a good team, but, man, the Giants. 
If the Bills are going to be a good team this year, they're going to roll the Giants. 803-0550 is the phone number. Um, we're talking kind of uh, Cam Newton versus Josh Allen here. A comparison's been been lot. There's been thrown out there a lot since uh, Allen got drafted. I think it's the closest comparable to him in the NFL. But despite that, I think I, I want Allen to be better than Cam Newton. Not to say I wouldn't take Allen being Cam Newton right now. But I think it's realistic to think he can be better, so I think I want him to be better. My bar is pretty high for Josh Allen, as uh, as you may have heard earlier in the offseason when I said I I don't want I would not take him being Trubisky in year two. My my bar is high for this guy, and that's in part because of who you drafted. You drafted the guy with the high ceiling, so I'm going to expect that high ceiling, or I'm going to want to get a new guy at some point. But I think we're a pretty uh, we're pretty far away from that right now. 8030550 is the phone number. Roll through some calls here. Let's go to John in Buffalo. John, what's up, man? You're on the nutcap. You're always, always, always throwing down Eli Manning, who has two Super Bowls. Sure. Any quarterback can say that. But what has he done in the last six years? He's won two Super Bowls. How many players? That was longer ago. What has he done in the last six years? How long should you get? Doesn't matter. Anyway, we're not on him. <laughs> 28,708 yards, 182 touchdowns, okay. 108 interceptions, a career passer rating of 86.3. And you want Josh Allen to be better than Cam Newton? I hope he is, but I would take what Cam Newton's done. I, it's it's hard for me to say I wouldn't take that, but my problem is Cam Newton's had one season like that. He hasn't been in that consistently, and that's kind of you know that there are franchise quarterbacks like that around the league. Like Matt Ryan is kind of the same thing. Matt Ryan had one MVP level season, and for the rest of his career, he's been pretty good. That's Cam Newton. He had one MVP level season, and the other eight years, he's been pretty good. So are you saying that then? If if I told you in ten years, Josh Allen's going to have eight. Pretty good seasons and one amazing year. You're still taking that if there's only one of them? i got to have a Super Bowl for him to be better, I guess, is what, is what it has to be. Yeah, I guess the question is also how much does that buy you? How how much does a, a, a season like that really buy you? And Actually, you can even tie in the Eli Manning thing to that if you want. How much time do you get? How much leeway do you get? Is Cam Newton still the Panther quarterback if he doesn't have that season? He probably is, but he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be. He hasn't been so amazing in all these other seasons other than 2015 that he'd have to be there. A GM could have come through the door and said, I can do better. Through the air, I mean, the guy has never thrown for 4,000 yards. Actually, he did once, but it was in his rookie season. He's only thrown for over 25 passing touchdowns once. And... He's been double-digit interceptions every single year of his career. And in, not, in today's NFL, the great quarterbacks, they're not, they're not getting double-digit interceptions. They're, they're hardly getting to five. Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers then combined for seven picks last season. So it's really, I guess, where your bar is. And yeah, no, you know what? At the end of the day, I would take it. I would take Cam Newton's career. I do want better, but I would take it. Because... We haven't even had the pretty good quarterback. We haven't even had the Andy Dalton. Like, imagine if Andy Dalton... If I say I'm taking Josh Allen, in a way, I I think I'm saying I'm taking a a slightly above-average quarterback, maybe even an average quarterback, but once I'm getting getting that explosion, I'm getting that insane season. And even if you take that out of the mix, the pretty good part of it is something the Bills haven't had. 
Carolina, by the way, if you're wondering, with Cam Newton, so going back to 2011, that is, I think we're looking at, this is the ninth season with Cam Newton as a starting quarterback. That seems like a lot, by the way. Doesn't that seem like that was not that long ago that he was busting onto the scene as a rookie? But uh, that's a nine-year career for you. They've made the playoffs three times. Maybe that's the question. If Josh Allen is the Bills quarterback for the next nine years, would you take three playoff appearances? Because I think a lot of you are going to say no, because I'm going to say no. And I think a lot of you would say no too. And maybe that's the life you live if your guy is only as good as Cam Newton is. Because they've had other stuff. They've had a good run game. They've had a good defense. But Newton, like a lot of quarterbacks in the league, and even some good quarterbacks in the league, like Dak Prescott, is one I always think of for this. They're good quarterbacks, but they need a lot of stuff right around them for to be good. And I think I want Allen to be better than that. I think I want Allen to be good enough where... Like, isn't that what we're doing here? Isn't that why you traded all the stuff away to get him? Isn't that why you, you got rid of Tyrod Taylor? Isn't that why you did all of this? You want the quarterback that's not just, hey, he'll be good if everything else around him's right. I think I want Allen to be good enough where if they're missing a number one receiver, if they got some holes on an offensive line one year, if they don't quite have much of a running game one season, or maybe their defense isn't as good as they would have hoped, that if they have a couple holes that he'll be good enough to lift them above it. Because that's a true franchise quarterback. A true franchise quarterback says, I don't care that I can't get a pass rush. I don't care that I can't get a run game. I'm good enough where I'm going to make up for it. And he could be that. And maybe that's part of the reason. I'm going back and forth here. I'm on the fence. I don't know. Would I take Josh Allen being Cam Newton? Maybe it is a good question. 803-0550 is the phone number. Let's go to Tom in Rochester. Tom, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Hi, okay, a couple things real quick. Winston, uh, bad decision right from the beginning. When a guy's going out after he's drafted and stealing crab legs, that shows you his decision-making ability. <laughs> that should have been a warning right there. I forgot that happened. That's true. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so then you're questioning his decision to throw a pass. I mean, it's right there. Number two, uh, Camp Newton comparison. When I see just made comments you want a quarterback to win you games, that isn't there when you have a bad – I think that's what Josh Allen did pretty much last year. Uh, he had a terrible, probably the worst offensive line in the league. Yep. He had we had no running game, we no receivers. Receivers. Yep. He was pretty much the offense, and so he's already shown that. So now, as he progresses, you got to think there's only upside to that. Two, Cam Newton. Within 12 games, we got to remember here. This is year two for him. But it's only been 12 professional games he started. Okay, and he already has shown to me. That what Cam Newton did not show in his 12th game, which was to be able to take command of the offense and to be able that that game, the Jets game, what I saw the most that impressed me, he's running the no huddle. He was making calls, reading defense, checking out of it, and taking what they gave him, and successfully. Yes, it ended up in turnovers, but they were driving that ball down in the red zone every time. And, yeah, the luck didn't go their way that way, but... You know, some of that stuff wasn't his fault. Some might, the one fumble was. But I see mentally where he's at now, I think is even ahead of Cam Newton now. Um, he also gets that he's the leader of the franchise. He's already adapting the team, and they're embracing him. Where Cam Newton, even in the Super Bowl year, was pointing fingers 
and whining and never taking the full honest on his shoulders. He was always saying, well, this guy didn't do this, and if we did that, and we did get what it means to be other than the spotlight on him. And if it goes bad, he wants to blame everybody else. I don't see that with Josh Allen. I see him taking command of this team already in just 12 games, and they're buying into him. And that's going to go a long way with this guy, I think. I think you laid that out really nicely, and I think I agree. I think that there's a lot of other stuff there when you're looking at the mental capacity, even though I don't think Allen's all the way there yet, for sure. That might be his biggest hurdle left. Newton, that's always been an issue for him. Decision-making and... Yeah, no, you're right. Like The accountability part of it, I don't care too much about that, but you do want that out of your franchise quarterback. Um... Especially if he's not tremendous, if he's not Aaron Rodgers, then you definitely want that. But I don't know. To me, I, I, I can't get all the way there, though, with Allen looks better in his 12th game than, than Cam Newton did. I can't get all the way there. Because Newton, while his team didn't have success, and while, yeah, maybe he didn't have that mental aspect of his game on the field yet, he was, he was dynamite on the field. His rookie season, he combined for 4,800 yards. 4,800 yards. We, uh, do we, we don't even dream about numbers like that. I dream of a 4,000-yard passer or a 4,000-yard quarterback for the Bills. Like we would, I would sign up for that in a heartbeat for Allen. And what would that be? You know, 3,500 yards passing, 500 yards rushing? That would be a dream. Newton put up 4,800. He had 4,051 passing yards and then over 700 yards on the ground. 35 combined touchdowns. Yeah, the picks were there. But 35 combined touchdowns. Now, I can't get all the way there with the... the, Allen's ahead of him 12 games in. Um, I don't think he is. So... That might be that might give you some pause in thinking maybe he can't even be what Cam Newton is. But I see abilities that Allen has that I don't quite see in, in Newton. He he presents a a type of quarterback that to me, even though he's also a runner like Newton is, I don't know. That jet game, I really saw a guy that, hey, when you want to have a full on passing attack, he's gonna do it for you. And he can do it for you. And maybe it's just that Newton's never been used that way by Carolina. Because there have been times where he's looked like he can do it, but Carolina seemingly never wants to use him that way. It's always a run-first offense. It's always a, we're going to live and die by how good our defense is. That's been Carolina. That's kind of why I didn't like the Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean hires. Because I didn't want to be Carolina 2.0. And to be fair, they've done it a lot. They've gone to that well a lot. They've you know, made brought in Carolina guys like Mike Tolbert and Starla Tulele and Kelvin Benjamin. Like they've done it, but their mindset, their mentality, and their adaptability seems to be a lot different. A lot different. They they have changed things that didn't work in Carolina. And Carolina was always the big bodied receiver, like I've mentioned I mentioned a lot on our show, that the, the Bills had last year. Carolina it was Kelvin Benjamin. And Greg Olson, the tight end, was like the guy that was targeted the most. Like, that's who they were throwing to. The big physical guys. And the Bills tried to do that. But they've gone in a different direction with speed. And Carolina had Devin Funches, too, who was the exact same thing. Size-wise. The Bills went for speed. 
And have the Panthers really even gotten to that point? Like, they just now gotten to that point. In Cam Newton's ninth season, they finally have some fast receivers that get open in DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. It took them a decade to figure that out. A decade. Almost your entire quarterback's career, who knows how long he'll play. Half of it at least. Gone. Trying to throw to receivers who can't get away from a linebacker. And the Bills have come around on that. And that gives me optimism. Maybe that's part of the reason, too, that Allen maybe has looked better uh, at times. But I don't think on the overall he has. That's, That's where I'll disconnect. And the comparison is a good one, though. It really is a good one. There's a great, there's a good reason why he's always compared to Cam Newton. We'll see what happens to Cam Newton tonight. He better beat the Buccaneers. If he loses eight starts in a row and he loses to that team that's looked like crap for a long time, the Buccaneers, like, when's the last time Tampa looked good with Winston? I don't know. I don't want to be Carolina 2.0, but I am kind of happy that the Bills are starting to, you know, they're starting to go in their own direction. They're starting to figure some things out for themselves. And in turn, I'm starting to come around on who the Bills GM and coach are because of that. Whereas, on the other hand, think about what Carolina was, their GM, Dave Gettleman, is who the Bills are playing this week. And he is a laughingstock, for the most part. Has there been a figure in the NFL that people have laughed at more than Dave Gettleman? for picking a running back second overall and picking Daniel Jones eighth overall. A lot of it's his quotes. Like, he's a funny dude. He really is. It's not all laughing at him. It's really laughing with him because a lot of his quotes are just hilarious. <laughs> like, the talking about the pretzel and and not wanting to negotiate trades with anybody. Um, that's the guy that was running the Panthers. And that was really why I think you didn't want to be a complete copy of that. So... What's left? What's left for Josh Allen here? Who who else is the comparable? Who else is the comparable if it's not Newton? That's the other thing. He's going to be a unique talent if he's something different than what Cam Newton is, because there are only so many quarterbacks at that size that can move like that, and that have the arm strength like that. So maybe he does just become a unique talent. It could happen. Could very well happen. 803 is the phone number. We'll take a timeout now. We're about 15 minutes away from getting you to Thursday Night Football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to have a quick word on the Sabres when we come back. I'm going to pick the lines. I want to start to pick the lines a little bit. I'm a big... Uh, I, when I'm bored at home and i got nothing to do, I'll just doodle lines. I don't doodle drawings or anything. I write down Sabre lines. So I did that earlier, and I want to read to you uh, what I got. Because I... The roster, the lineup I put down for what I think opening night's going to look like for the Sabres, got to be honest, I kind of like it. I don't love it, but I think I kind of like it. I'm still taking your calls to it, 803-0550. Last call in the nightcap after this, so if you want to get in, uh, do it now on WGR. Last call on the nightcap. Take a quick call here before I get to my Sabre line predictions for week one. 
Let's do that right now. Let's go to Shaq. Shaq, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Oh, hey, I just had a couple things to talk about about the Bills. Go for it. What you got? Yeah, so um, so I, I've been thinking, you know, Josh Allen, he's been playing pretty good recently, but I feel like there's a lot of better, um, like, players in that position out there, you know, well, you know, that we could, like, trade for, you know, like, like who? Holmes, he's pretty good. Who? Brady's been pretty good recently. And you want to trade for them? Aaron Rodgers is all, has been consistent for the last few years. And you want to trade for them? Dak, Dak, yeah. How? Dak Prescott. Who else? Man, like Russell Wilson. Like, all those guys are attainable. Like, I don't know why we don't just go for them. Like, I think Bean should just, should just quit. <laughs> You're not serious, right? thought so um all right let's get to my saber line combinations for opening night training camp open today you can catch all of the sound that we had from earlier ristolainen eichel was good i thought kruger is always a good listen i'm gonna love having him as the head coach as someone that has to listen to these guys on a daily basis um who else talked today marcus johansson forgot about him maybe he's here First line, starting with the forwards, for opening night. This is my prediction. This is not what I would do. This is my prediction. Jack Eichel centering Victor Olofsson and Jeff Skinner. I liked Olofsson and Eichel together at the end of last season. I think Kruger should be smart enough to understand that that Eichel-Skinner combination, you can put almost anybody with them, and it's going to give you the same production that it would if Sam Reinhardt's there. So let's move Reinhardt off that line. Let's have him drive his own line. Second line. Listen, they don't have a second-line center. They did not get that. The one That's one thing they needed to get in the offseason that they did not. So, how do you how do you kind of make up for that? I think Casey Middlestat's got to be your second-line center because of his offensive ability and also his lack of defensive ability to kind of play on one of those role-players lines. So, on the second line, on a skilled line, surround Middlestat with some good line mates, Marcus Johansson on the left, Sam Reinhardt on the right, two guys that both have experience playing center, can help him out maybe along the way over the course of the season. The other thing, two guys in Johansson and Reinhardt that are versatile. Both very good at carrying the puck, Johansson more so than Reinhardt, but both are good puck carriers, and I think Middlestat can kind of, that'll help ease him into his second season in the NFL, not having to play with guys that can't contribute offensively, two guys that he can kind of you know, play off of rather than have to drive the line by himself. So I like middle set with Reinhardt and Marcus Johansson. Third line, Rodriguez at center. I like Rodriguez at center. They didn't bring in the depth, so, I mean, I don't like Saboka here. I don't want Gergensen's playing center. Larson is not good enough to be your third line center. Rodriguez has got to do it. VC and Sherry on his wings. I kind of like that line. As a third line, you're getting some defensive ability. VC's gotten better at that in over the course of a couple years. Sherry's actually better at it than you think, and Rodriguez is very good at it. So there's some offensive flair there with your two wingers. Rodriguez is giving you something, too, on the offensive end. I like Rodriguez down the middle with Connor Sherry and... Who am I missing there? Jimmy Vesey, who I just said. Fourth line. I mean, they're all here. I don't want Saboka here. I'd like to say this is going to be C.J. Smith, but again, this is not what I would do. This is what I think is going to happen. Giergensen's Larson, Oposo. Then on the blue line, quickly, Darlene with Montour, Colin Miller, and Ristolainen. Risto's here, so let's see. Someone's got to play off their side. I'm going to pick Colin Miller for it. 
Jake McCabe, I'm picking Henry Yokiharu to make this team. I think he's a great puck mover, and I want to see him here. And I think they want to see him here too. So Yokiharu on the team, Houghton and Olmark as your goaltenders. All right, that's it for me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I got to run. We're going to get you to Thursday Night Football after the break. Panthers and Buccaneers on the way after this on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 